They say laughter is the best medicine, and that's especially true during a pandemic when humor is so hard to come by. At the start of the coronavirus outbreak in March, everything came to a halt from a high school football perspective. Schools were closed, and students lost their daily connection to teachers and coaches. We know how valuable those relationships can be during the high school years, and in many cases, players look to their coaches and teachers for leadership. How will they handle it when their plans fall apart due to something outside of their control? How will they carry themselves when everything is going wrong around them? In the case of today's podcast guest, he's done it with humor. Welcome to the FNF Coaches Podcast. I'm Dan Guttenplan. Over the last few months, we've been following Marco Regalado on Twitter, and he's offered some levity during an otherwise serious time. Last week, we featured one of his t- tweets about different idiosyncrasies of game day coaches, which we really enjoyed. Coach is a special teams coordinator and linebackers coach at PSJA Memorial High School in South Texas. He grew up playing football in that area and recently returned to coach high school football. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how's it going? Great. Thanks so much for joining us. You know, we really got a kick out of your tweet last week because we put on different uh, – during the fall, we do a campus tour throughout the state of Florida, and we'll try to go to some of the biggest games – uh, during the high school season, games that'll have you know four or five thousand fans, and we usually set up an inflatable tunnel that we bring with kind of our logo on it, and we have people run out. And we've had a ton of different issues with that. And uh, apparently, you had a similar issue. <laughs> so yeah, funny story it was my first year coaching, and you know one of my coaching duties, along with many others, was I was in charge of bringing the inflatable to the game, or at least packing it in our trailer. And we were going to play Refugio High School, which was at the time the number one team ranked in the state. And I thought everything was good to go. And this was before we had a checklist coach. And by the time we get to the game, we're unloading. I've already moved on to the headsets. I'm getting ready to go. And then I think one of the boosters, because uh, they're the ones who set it up, came up and asked, you know, where's the tunnel? I said, it should be in the trailer. So I went and looked at the trailer and I was like, oh, man, I forgot it. So I had to go break that news to my head coach, and he already had a hundred million other things on his mind. You know, uh, surprisingly, he did not uh, rip me a new one, but uh, you know, he just gave me that look, like, "Are you serious right now?" <laughs> What'd you end up doing? Just going without the tunnel for that game? We just kind of started with something where the kids were on a knee, and then uh, as soon as the band played the fight song, they got up and ran. It looked it looked pretty cool. Uh, but it was just definitely a game that we did not win. Uh, that team was stacked that year. I think they ended up winning state that year as well. But we did give a good fight. But uh, I, I don't think the tunnel had anything to do with the outcome of the game, to be honest. But it was just – to me, it was just a, a funny story now. But at the time, I was uh, I was shivering in my boots. I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I was a first-year coach. Yeah, exactly. You never know. You know, you lose a game like that. You know, the coach is probably – looking for people to blame that's uh, it's uh but yeah like you said it probably had nothing to do with it or i'm sure it had nothing to do with it now i like we like i said we really appreciate your style especially right now with everybody kind of bumming out because there's no football there's no school um you know i think initially high school students are kind of like oh we get a couple of weeks off from school but as it's dragged on here and now we're at the end of may and it's looking, you know, no one really knows what's going to happen in the summer and the fall. It, it, it's something where if you can find some humor anywhere, 
That's nice. Has your style of injecting humor into the Twitter discussion been intentional? Is that is that what you were doing before this or or is it something that you're doing in response to everybody kind of being bummed out right now? It was definitely in response to everybody being bummed out. You know, I'll have my occasional funny tweet here and there um, before this. And, no, I I, I am a lighthearted person. I I do like to make people laugh at times when it's appropriate. But, uh, you know, I never anticipated it, you know, blowing up to be this big. It was just uh, something I thought was was funny. You know, I saw my students using TikTok, and uh, I I never thought I'd download the app and you know, they always told me, Coach, you're funny, you should download it. And then it was like week one or week two of this quarantine. I was just that bored that I downloaded the app and started looking through it. And I said, you know what, I could probably do something funny. And uh, I was really intended just for my my friends, family and coworkers and clo- like, you know, close coaching friends. And, you know, people started liking it and sharing it and retweeting it. And, you know, I started off with about 2,500 followers. I've got over 12,000 now. And I've accumulated over 300, I mean, 3 million views on, on Twitter. And it's, it's just been pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Um, like I said, I, it's just something that I didn't expect to happen. But, you know, as long as people are enjoying it and having a good time and smiling with my videos, and I'll continue to put them out. You know, that's, that's the main reason I did it. You know, it, it, was, it was such an uncertain and, uh, time and everybody was pretty bummed out. So, you know, any little thing I could do to help lighten the mood, it was, you know, I wanted to do it. So I was pretty, pretty pleased with the, the way this panned out. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Now, do you, is it all, do you think the TikTok videos that uh, kind of help build your following or is there, is that just part of what you've been doing? No, well, definitely the videos. Um, you, you know, it's, you, you got to do something, I guess, to stand out for that to happen. And uh, you got to create something that people want to continue to see. So I made, you know, two videos in the beginning and then I took a couple of days off and then people started reaching out. Well, like, when's the next one? When's more? And, uh, you know, it also helps with everybody who followed me was retweeting it and people were seeing that. So it, it just kind of becomes like, you know, people aren't used to it anymore because of Netflix, you could binge watch the series. But, you know, growing up, when you wanted to watch the next episode, something you had to wait like a week or wait till the next day or like you couldn't just binge watch it. So that's been kind of, I guess, the experience that people have been waiting, like, when's the next video dropping or when's the next episode, you know? So that's, I guess that's kind of what's created the followers, you know, people follow just so they can keep track of when the next video is coming. Yeah, it's, uh, that's interesting. I haven't done TikTok yet. I'm, uh, I have kids who are five and seven, so they're like a little bit young to be, uh, you know, to figure that out on their own. My wife had got into it a little bit in the beginning of this whole thing. It, was it difficult to figure out and how to how to do well, or was it pretty easy? Um, I'm I guess I'm pretty technological. Like I'm pretty good with technology and stuff like that. I, I've always, you know, edited videos. I, I'm I'm the I do our highlight films for the school. I've done it before, and um, in the beginning, I was I made some very simple videos. But as I started using the app more, I started understanding the effects and you know figuring out how to use the green screens and all these other different. Uh, it's got a lot of cool built-in effects into it. So uh, I would say after about two weeks, I would consider myself a master at TikTok. <laughs> That's awesome. Those videos are great. I, I should get down get down and figure that out. Um, so I remember when this whole thing happened back in March, you know, talking to a few coaches because, you know, schools all of a sudden got out and no one really knew what the next 
few weeks or even months would look like. And, you know, some coaches immediately, I, you know, I talked to some coaches who didn't speak to their players for about a week and then were like, you know what, we're not going to, you know, it's going to be a while before we see him again. We need to start doing the Zoom videos and the, the video conferencing and kind of start getting through to them with some strength and training advice or programs. What were some of the first things you did when the outbreak caused schools to get canceled? So as a staff, we got together and we made an at-home workout program that we could uh, distribute to our kids. That was a priority number one. Um, And as the summer went on, we downloaded uh, the Sports U app, which has been great. You know, it's kind of designed for high school coaches and students. So we were able to keep track of our kids. It's almost like a, a mini version of social media. You can post on the timeline. You can comment on things like them and there's a group chat. So we, we were able to keep positive with the kids with that. We would issue them challenges every Friday, you know, flex Friday challenges and they submit videos and then they have their teammates cheering them on. And of course uh, we, we, we used a uh, Google meets, but we held position meetings twice a week. Um, and a lot of the times it wasn't even talking X's and O's. It was just, how's everything going? You know, just uh, wellness checks. And of course we made phone calls all the time, but we tried to, uh, just maintain that communication with our kiddos because uh, we do care about them. And I know they care about us and there's, we miss each other. You know, I, it's, it's a big part of my day, a big chunk of my day that's missing. You know, I had a routine, wake up, go to work, you know, teach, coach, come back home, sleep. And a big part of my day has been missing, uh, you know, during this quarantine. So any little thing that, you know, that I could do to get in touch with my, with my athletes or coworkers or anything like that was just a, a nice relief. Do you feel like you have a good handle on however all of your players are doing? Because I know uh, some coaches, you know, they'll be, they've been playing like Madden with their kids. They're doing some gaming and they're on the headset and they're talking to them and they really get in a sense of how they're doing. But then you know, sometimes guys kind of fall off the radar. They don't have the technology that they need to kind of be on the, that type of, you know, either they're not on the Zooms ever or they're not in the position meetings. Do you feel like you have a pretty good handle on how everybody's doing on the team? Um, for the most part, there are some kids that, you know, we haven't been able to contact. Maybe their phone doesn't work or maybe they just haven't answered. And that's definitely the, the tough part. You know, some kids just check out. But We've had a, the majority of the kids, we have contact with all of them. We, we, like I said, we have uh, weekly meetings with our head coach, and we all kind of sit down and talk about, you know, who we got in contact with or who we need to contact, like, and we'll, we'll, we'll attack it as a team. You know, if there's a, one kid that we haven't been able to get a hold of, we'll all try to get a hold of him, try to get a hold of parents, and try to figure out just is everything okay. More than, like I said, it's more than football, more than X's and O's. Like, are you okay? Do you need help? What can we do to help you to be successful? Yeah, absolutely. It's so important right now, too, because, you know, every there a lot of people have lost jobs. A lot of people are struggling to kind of put food on the table. So that's, you know, football right now is, um, you know, you want to keep kids on focused and you want to keep them disciplined and kind of give them some structure to their lives. But like you said, the most important thing is making sure everybody's getting what they need at home. Um what about your strength and conditioning program? Do you feel pretty satisfied with what kids, what everybody's been doing? Do you, ha- do you feel like there has been structure there over the last few months? I think so. You know, some of our kids do have, you know, weight sets or dumbbells at home. So they're able to do a little bit more. Some kids don't. Um, but I feel like for the most part, 
you know, the kids were able to do as much as they needed to. The main thing is trying to stay conditioned. So we did have kids, you know, going running every day, sprinting down the street from light pole to light pole, and they'd send us videos and stuff like that. Um, as of recent with the gyms opening, you know, I think uh, I want to say Planet Fitness, they did it last summer. They might be doing it this summer. They got a deal where in the summers they let students, you know, have free membership. So a lot of our kids, especially the ones who usually can't afford it, have been going to Planet Fitness and getting their workouts in there and again, sending us videos. So I'm pretty confident, you know, strength and conditioning wise that these kids will have somewhat of a base. You know, we're going to, we get them back on June 8th. Uh, Texas and UIL have ruled that we can start summer conditioning. So that's what we'll really see. But I don't think it's going to be as much as a, as, as bad as we think it's going to be. You know, I think these kids have been, dedicated you know they, they want to be back and I think they're they're ready you know it's one of those situations where like you don't know what you got till it's gone so when they when athletics was taken away from them they realized man maybe I shouldn't skip athletics anymore maybe like you know it really like especially if you look at like this class of 2020 it's like you know they say play every play like it's your last play for some of those 2020 kids that was your last play I know and it feels like it feels like it's almost like an injury where and and what you were just saying where you don't appreciate it until you don't have like you'll sit there you'll walk into practice every day for 3 months and you you're complaining like oh man we're going to have to do sprints again and you mm-hmm. know is this a full contact practice and then all of a sudden you get injured and you're like I would love to be in this drill right now I want to do sprints you know I'm sitting here watching but um you know like you said June 8th that's that's good I was going to ask you where they are in the state of Texas what's What's the plan in terms of the return to play? Or do they, are they limiting the numbers of kids you can, who can practice at once? Or what, what's that going to look like on June 8th? So um, outside, they haven't really limited that number. You know, in terms of weight room use, they've limited that number. I know for our school district, you know, every district's got different rules. For our school district, the first week, we're not allowed in the weight room. We're going to be outside. We're going to do conditioning on the field. We're going to practice social distancing. We're going to have a you know, we're going to follow, we're going to follow all the guidelines. Um, and then slowly starting week two, the plan is to slowly start getting into the weight room, but we're going to have to do it in shifts because we're only allowed. It's actually more than some other schools, but we have a little bit of a bigger weight room. We're going to allow 40 kids in the weight room. So we're going to have to try to do either alternating days or different shifts to try to get, you know, we have about a hundred kids or so in our athletic period or on the football team. So we got to figure out how to get all those kids in the weight room, 40 kids at a time. Yeah. You'll probably, do you think your hours will get a little bit longer because instead of having everybody in there at once, you'll, it'll be stretched out over a longer period of time. It's going to happen. You know, I was speaking to somebody uh, who, you know, their, 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 their kid goes and plays at Ohio state and you know, the way they're doing it, they could only have nine people in the weight room at once so they're starting from 5 a.m all day and shifts till everybody gets in the weight room so you know it, it's a sacrifice we have to make you know everybody's been cooped up at home so everybody we want to get out so I don't think there's going to be much of a complaining or anything like that it is going to be a lot of hard work but I think everybody's ready to put in the hard work we miss work I miss being at the field house I miss the kiddos so whatever it's going to take you know but you know, our boss also has communicated with us, like, we understand that, you know, you may want to take a vacation. You know, everybody's been cramped up in their house or apartment for months on end. So we'll we have kind of a shift work in the summer. We communicate well. If somebody needs to go, we'll have somebody cover. But I think this is probably going to be one of those summers 
where we put in a lot of hours. You know, I'm I'm usually one of the ones where the coach, you know, will, will be told, you know, come twice a week. I'll, I'll be there all day, you know, just because it's what I love, you know. But uh, it, for some others, it's going to be a, a little bit of a change, you know. I wonder how other schools are going to do it. You know, are they just going to have everybody there every day, all day, or are they going to do shift work um, to be able to handle it? Because, again, like for us outside, it's 15 kids per coach. So if you want more kids, you got to have more coaches out there, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. But, I mean, you have a great attitude about it. It's, you know, like you said, we've been sitting around waiting to get back to our lives. And now that we have that opportunity, you can't exactly complain that it's it's too much all at once. You know, we've been wanting to go back and see the players and get back on the field forever. So it is good. It's a great attitude to have when you're going back in. Now, I saw on your Twitter handle that you're the recruiting coordinator as well. How is that? That must be a lot different this spring, uh, the recruiting side of things. It's been tough. You know, I have uh, two 2020 kids that I really have been trying to find a home. Um, and it's just been a strange process. Um, you know, even with the, some of the alleviations on the ACTs and stuff like that, I have one kiddo who, who needs to find a JUCO. And uh, to me, you know, he's extremely talented. To my boss, who's also, you know, he coached college football for 20-plus years. So he knows how to evaluate kids. You know, this kid's talented. It's just uh, very hard for coaches to come and recruit or even take a look at South Texas. So that's just something that I've always tried to fight. You know, whatever school I've been at in South Texas is just I try to promote kids, even if they're in a rival school or another school within our district. If somebody comes calling and says they're looking for a defensive lineman and I don't have one, I'm going to tell them you need to go three miles down the road and go talk to our other PSJ sister school. You know, they have a defensive lineman or go talk to our rival school. You know, you, you uh it's just uh, trying to do my part to help South Texas kids get out there, you know? Uh, so that's been kind of a, it's, it's been a weird thing. And then usually you tell kids, you got to go to camps, you got to go all these camps. And I think camps are slowly starting to open back up, but I, I can't see like all these types of big mega camps with 5,000 kids happening. So it's, it's going to be a weird dynamic to try to get these kids recruited. Yeah, sure. will. Now, I know uh, as a content creator myself, you know, we've been doing more podcasts and trying to figure out different ways to reach our audience. Um, A lot of it's online now, as you know, because people aren't picking up magazines in the schools. As a content creator yourself now, I know I have this list of ideas where, you know, hey, I want to do a podcast with this person or I want to write a story about this or I want to look into this. Do you have a list of ideas on uh, what videos you're going to be putting up on Twitter in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I do. I do have a list and I always have people calling in as well or messaging with ideas and I write those down too. You know, I never turn those away. So if anybody out there has any ideas or things they want to see in a, in a video parody, shoot the idea at me. I, I, I will never tell you, no, I'm not going to do that unless it's just something completely absurd <laughs> Like I had somebody say, you should do one about principles. I said, no, my bosses are principles. <laughs> I like my paycheck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, no, it's, uh, it, it, yeah, I definitely find myself trying to list everything and try to stay a little organized and ahead of the curve and stuff like that. You know, I, I did take a week off of videos right now um, with the whole Memorial Day weekend and then just kind of school winding down, just trying to make sure I have all 
loose ends tied, grades turned in and all that stuff. So I took a little bit of time off the videos. I'm sure people have noticed, but I'll be back with the videos starting probably tonight. <laughs> right on. Well, for our audience, it's Coach Regalado. That's co- at, so his Twitter handle is at Coach R-E-G-A-L-A-D-O. Like you said, he's got 12,300 followers and he's got really funny content on Twitter. So we encourage you to follow him. Coach, I know this was short notice, so I really appreciate you taking the time on a Friday morning. It's been great talking to you and uh, good luck getting back to it on June 8th. I appreciate it, man. TGIF. Have a great weekend. All right. You too. Thanks so much. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.